Welcome to Equip This Church, Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bruce Monk. For more information, check out equipthischurch.com. Well, great, great to be with you. How about just um, lifting your hands if you're comfortable, just open your heart. You never, never take for granted the presence of the Holy Spirit. We know He's here, so we're not inviting Him in. He's here. But what I want you to do right now is just acknowledge your need of Him. And as I pray, just say, I need you, Holy Spirit. I need you to minister to me. I open the windows of my heart, and I receive right now just uh, that platform. I give you permission, Holy Spirit, to move in my life now, in Jesus' name. And we thank you for what you're going to do. With anticipation in our heart, we just reach out to you. Amen. Amen. Good, good. Take a seat, everyone. Well, good to be with you in Dunedin. And uh, I really loved my day, just connecting with different people. It's always a joy to come into this church. And one of the things you love as you travel around is you uh, know a lot of different people who you count to be your friends. But then you see a whole lot of new people who you've never met before. And I love that as much as the other. So it's uh, always good to connect and to see what God's doing. And God is moving. And we should never ever take for granted just what the Holy Spirit's doing, not only in individuals' lives, but what He's doing in the church and what He's doing in our nation. Uh, sometimes you can focus on the negative, And there have been negative reports. And some of those are valid. But focus on what God is doing. Amen. And uh, as we focus on what God's doing, we're able to strengthen our heart and we're able to uh, just find that real ministry of the Holy Spirit strengthening and supported. I love that song that we sung, which comes from uh, um, Hebrews chapter 12. We're focusing, fix your eyes on Jesus. You know, it's just such an important part that we just keep our eyes focused on the person of Jesus Christ. And just the power of his love. My wife, for those who know us, sent her greetings. She's uh, in Auckland and um, preached this morning in the Auckland church. So we've got to keep these old girls working, you know. <laughs> I call, call her the old girls. <laughs> she shouldn't, I shouldn't say that publicly, should I? But anyhow, she calls, everyone calls me the old man, so I've got to call someone old. Anyhow. <laughs> Um, great, great to be uh, just uh, around the Word of God, and as Willie said, I've got to leave, but what I want to do is create an environment when I do leave that you can actually pray for one another, um, because it's important to just let the Holy Spirit move in your heart tonight, and that's really what I want to focus on. I was actually um, in Europe a month ago, I was in Germany, and uh, just going through our different churches, and there was a conference in Mainz, which is just out of Frankfurt. And I brought together around about four or 500 people. And uh, towards the end of the Saturday afternoon, uh, there was an altar call. And the pastor invited all these young people to come to the front. And I didn't know what he was going to do. And then he just said to me, he said, oh, would you mind praying for these people? And there were just a whole lot of teenagers. And I just really I came down, like I'm on the stage now, came down to the front. And there was just a massive, massive lineup of young people. And the Holy Spirit just said to me, he said, don't prophesy over them. He said, don't. And I just immediately laid hands on the first person. And the power of the Holy Spirit was just so phenomenal in his presence. And this young person started to, you could see, 
just the power of God upon their life. And so every single person that I touched, the power of God just came on. They, it wasn't a sort of a falling over presence. It was just the presence of God. Some, some of these young people just felt moved by the Spirit of God. And, and it wasn't out of pain, but just started to cry. And there was just tears, sometimes of joy or wonder, just at the presence of God. And so just without exception, every single one that was on that line just came under the presence of God. It was just so powerful, so wonderful. And people need that. You know, I, my faith is not based on my experience. My faith is based on the Word of God. But God wants us to have an experience. And we need to acknowledge that God, God, God made us emotional beings. He made us to have emotion. He, he made us to have expression. And sometimes we, we just need that moment where we let the Holy Spirit come in and minister into our life. And we let the power of His presence just touch us because we need it. And I want to probably speak into that a wee bit. And it was so wonderful, you know, afterwards I uh, was there for the next, uh, the morning, Sunday morning service. And all the mums and dads came up and they were just literally crying because they said, that was my son up there. Or, that was my daughter. Or, you know, that was a, a divine encounter. And, and, and really, you know, that the joy of seeing your son or your daughter come under the power of God, is, it, it, it marks your life, it changes your life, because they'll still be naughty. It doesn't change their naughtiness, but it does mean that God has reached down from heaven and he's touched their lives in a very powerful way. And so tonight I, I want to build that platform and perhaps towards the end, Willie might just create an environment where, you know, you can be prayed for, you can be ministered to, or you might want to pray for someone else. And I pray right now, Holy Spirit, I just create that environment. I create that expectation for you to do something supernatural. Because in a way, you know, that's really where the church is at right now. I believe God's really, if I was to bring sort of a, a prophetic message to the church in New Zealand, I, I would have to say God is really just wanting right now to push the refresh button. Like you do on your computer. And he's wanting us to really just refresh, to stir afresh some of the things that we often take for granted, but we shouldn't, because they should actually be part of the expectation of our journey. And the scripture I want to really have you to focus on, it's just a verse uh, from one of the Psalms, and it's a powerful passage of scripture. It's actually a great psalm if you like reading psalms. It's a very powerful, and you might like to read the whole lot, but I'm just focusing on one, one verse. And it just says, my horn you have exalted like an ox. And so when it makes that phrase, and that's not the phrase I'm focusing on, but really what it's talking about is, my horn has been exalted like an ox. It's talking about strength. It's talking about authority. And what God wants to do is add to our life strength and authority. God, God knows our vulnerability but when we open our spirit to the, uh, open our heart to the spirit of God, one of the things, one of the works of God is He wants to bring strength. He wants to bring His authority to our life, so we know how to actually minister on His behalf to the people around us. Then it uses a term. It says, "I have been anointed with fresh oil," and that's really what I want us to focus on. That term, "I have been anointed with fresh oil" tonight. And it's really important to understand sometimes the, the terminology of the Bible so that we actually get the best out of it. And the word anointed is a, is a biblical word. 
very powerful biblical word. And you read in the Old Testament where people were anointed. David was anointed. They poured, Samuel poured the flask of oil upon him. And when he was anointed, that word is, he was anointed for the office to become king. But the anointing there literally means to, in a sense, come over, but to be saturated and rubbed in. That's literally what it means. It means to be rubbed in. It means that you're saturated with this, the, the anointing of which God is placing upon your life. The word anointed here is different. So it's not the same. And it's the only time for my study of the Bible where it's used. It's not used anywhere else in the Bible. And if, I'll, I'll give you an illustration uh, just so you catch the difference. This word here is look a little bit like a, a salad. Funny illustration. So I'm a salad, and I'm not a great salad eater, but I know how to make them. But you might have some leaf in salad, sometimes lettuce or whatever, you know. And then within the salad, you can these days put nuts, which is I quite like, the nut variety. You can actually put a bit of sweet in it. Sometimes you can put a strawberry or you can cut a grape up into it and you can sort of mix it up. And you can actually put a bit of tuna in it so you can actually get it. <laughs> get a life. Come on, where do you come from? You're down south. <laughs> but, 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 then, ben, but then what you do is you can glue it up with mayonnaise, which is horrible. Or you can actually pour olive oil over it which sort of is more healthy, and it actually really brings out the taste of the ingredients you've got in it, whereas the mayonnaise spoils the taste and robs you of enjoying the salad and the varieties that are in it. Got the drift? Yeah. And so, so the olive oil mixes through the salad, all those different ingredients. And that's very, very much like this scripture. It's not to rub in but it's to mix through. Yeah. I have been anointed with fresh oil. It's almost like God, and when you look at your life, there's some things that the oil does not mix well with. Doesn't mix well with stubbornness. <laughs> Doesn't mix well with, we'll just use the word sin. It actually fouls the salad up. It becomes putrid because it doesn't mix well with those things. But it does mix well with some of the ingredients God wants to work in and through our life. It mixes well with love. It mixes well with faith. It mixes well with mercy. It mixes well with goodness. It mixes well with some of these ingredients that are true to the nature and the character of who Jesus is. And so when the psalmist is writing, I have anointed you with fresh oil, He's saying, I, I poured the oil into your life and I want the ingredients to mix into your heart so that the, the, the salad of your life, is a horrible term, but you know what I'm talking about. The salad of your life becomes tasty. You're not destroying it by putting a strong flavor over it, but you're mixing it in so the ingredients of your life are enhanced by the oil of God's Spirit so that we are able to reach out. And what New Zealand needs now is not, it doesn't need doctrine, but it needs people who carry well the presence of Jesus. Yeah. doesn't mean we're perfect. 
but it means we carry well the presence of Jesus. And I believe that's what the Holy Spirit's done. It does, the world doesn't need our legalism. It doesn't need to be preached a word which is rigid and strong, but it needs to understand that God is a God of love. God's a God of compassion. God's a God of mercy. God's a God who loves to build faith into our heart. He loves to mix in with those ingredients of our life. And when we let the anointing of God mix into those ingredients of our life, it enhances who we are so that we can actually be who Christ has called us to be. And we can manifest his life and his love to the people around in our world. And that's really what it means in a way to be a Christian. And so I believe right now God's wanting to push the refresh button. That's why I, I believe, Willie, we pray for one another at the end. Because we need to, in a way, just let God touch some of the ingredients of our life. And one of the areas, so I'm just going to mention three areas because I don't have a time. I think you could add many areas that you want to be refreshed. I could say perhaps God's spoken to you prophetically. Come on, just push the refresh button on the prophetic word he's given you. Amen. Don't, don't, uh, you, you might think it's so distant, it's not in my reality right now, but never lose sight of it. But there are some areas that I believe that God really wants us to push the refresh button on and let the annoy, uh, oil of his spirit to saturate in these ingredients, in these areas of our life. And one of the areas, and, and I know I'm speaking to younger people primarily tonight, but don't lose sight of this, is God wants to push the refresh button on the next generation. That might be you. But we've got to understand that, and here's a, a good statistic, and this might mobilize you. 85% of people give their hearts to Christ and make the most defining commitment to Jesus before they're 24 years of age. So we've got to really make sure that we are focused on that generation of people. Now, that doesn't mean we lose sight of the other, but it does mean that we've got to make sure we've got our focus right. Because that's the area right now in, in our nation which, and around the world which need to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. They are at a point where they're struggling. If you look at the world, and I've lived 70, what, how long have I lived? <laughs> 73 years I've lived. Right? So I've lived 73 years. And in my 73 years, I've never felt so much uncertainty in the world. I'll just be honest. There's more uncertainty now than I've ever felt in all my life. And there's so many things that are happening that you think, where is this going to end? And that's why the greatest message we can give to people is the message of hope, the message of Christ, the message of the gospel, and help people to find and discover the reality of who God is so that they can mix the ingredients of their life with the Holy Spirit, and they can find security in their life to become the person that God's called them to be. And I, I believe that right now the church has a responsibility, and I speak over Dunedin. Come on, equippers Dunedin. I speak over you. We have a responsibility to a younger generation. If we, if we lose sight of that generation, before long we will just become old, 
and grumpy. No, <laughs> we'll become old, but we, will become, we won't be relevant. But God wants us to be relevant. And if you're sitting in this room today, come on, make sure that you, and if you're younger, you might say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a younger person. No, there's someone around in this church that's younger than you, I can tell in this room. <laughs> so get involved with someone younger. Learn to give. Don't just focus on your own need. Focus on someone else's need. Because the more you learn to give out to another generation, the more you will find you will get the security in your own life and you will discover who you are. But, but what happens in life is we're more focused on ourselves, And the more we focus on ourselves the more we will be robbed of who God wants us to become. But the nature of God, this is, this is powerful, the nature of God is to give. It's true to his nature. And I'm not talking about the giving of money. That's a part of it. But it's actually the giving of our life to help other people. And so I want you to really think this year, how can I give my life to serve someone else? How can I actually reach out? How can I reach to another generation of people so that I can extend? Don't focus on yourself. Discover how you'd be able to minister and release. The next area, which I just want to push the refresh button on, which is so important, and I know primarily I'm talking to younger people tonight, but I'm not just talking to younger people, is I believe God wants us, and this is where it's good as an older man to speak to you. Is God wants to push the refresh button on prayer. Now, the moment you say prayer, people clench their butt. <laughs> Just to get your graph, be a bit graphic, you know? It's almost, ah, there they go, they're talking about prayer again, you know? <laughs> but, but, but what I want to say is prayer is the greatest authority you have to change the world around you. Never underestimate the power of prayer. Um, I, I just want to, I've got um, several grandchildren, but one of them decided she went to her father, her father Sam, who's the pastor of the Auckland Church, and she said, I want to run a 24-hour prayer meeting. She was 18. And so she called this 24-hour prayer meeting, 18-year-old, and she started, and my wife decided she'd go out. I didn't go, but she went out after being running, I think, 15 hours. And here were these young people. She just said, I, I was just so moved. Here were these young people who hadn't slept, were still on their hands and knees praying and reaching out. And they stayed the whole 24 hours. Uh, 12 hours. I've done a 12-hour prayer meeting, but she went the extra length. She made it 24 hours. And it was really just filled with young people who are passionate in God, who are praying for their generation. And I believe we need to see that if you love Jesus, this is one of the great, great parts of Scripture that we don't talk about. God has called you to rule and reign with him. And to rule and reign with Jesus means that you've got to learn the authority he has given you in prayer. Prayer is a powerful part of changing our world. And right now, our nation needs prayer. Right now, your school, your university needs prayer. 
Right now, your friend needs prayer. You might have someone who's going through a dark point in their life. Come on. They need someone to support them in prayer. They need someone to actually come behind them. You might have a family member who's going through a difficult phase. God wants you to pray for them. And, and can I encourage you? It's not putting yourself in a cupboard. You might do that and praying for a long period of time. But it's actually learning the craft of prayer. Prayer is picking up. Uh, sometimes I, I, I've had people, I just have a one-line prayer for them. When I think of them, I had a friend who uh, came to Christ in our church as a 16-year-old and then backslid. And I remember, really did damage to him. He'd come from a very vulnerable, mixed-up family, very vulnerable, mixed-up home. And I just, I said, said to the Holy Spirit, I said, Holy Spirit, show me how I should pray for this young man. And I was actually reading Hosea, and it was a strange scripture. It just said God put a hook in his mouth and brought him home. And the Holy Spirit just said, that's how you're going to pray for this young man. And so I just said, God, put a hook in his mouth and bring him home. And I watched the Holy Spirit literally do that. He just literally, carefully, God's merciful, wasn't, wasn't harsh, wasn't harsh, but he put a hook in his mouth and he brought him home. So, so I didn't sit down and pray for hours, but every time I thought of this person's name, I said, God, right now in the name of Jesus, I ask you to put a hook in his mouth. Another person I prayed for, I just, it was a different, another guy, young guy, and I could see that he was wandering, and the Holy Spirit just said, you pray. And when you pray, pray that I will put a wall in front of him that he cannot go down a path that I've not designed for his life. And I watched this guy many times attempt to go down a path, and it was like, bang, he couldn't go down. It was like, oh, and, and he was stuck by this brick wall. See, see, God honors our prayer. God honors our prayer. I've seen people backslide, come home. I've seen people healed. I've seen God uh, literally block people from going down ways that they cannot go. I've seen God, through the authority of prayer, do things that I don't have time to share with you tonight. But God answers prayer. And tonight, His Holy Spirit wants to mix into the ingredients of your life, and He wants to begin to stir up prayer in the heart of this church. And come on, you don't have to be an old man like Willie. <laughs> you just need to be a young person who actually realizes that you've got authority to stand in the gap and to pray for someone else. Amen? And it might be your parents. It might be someone that you know. It might be someone you love. Right now, I'm praying for a man who's terminally, uh, he's got terminal cancer. I'm praying for him. I went to see him this week. I lay hands on him. I say, in Jesus' name, I pray you'd minister into this man's body. I pray in Jesus' name. I'm praying for him. Why he is breathing, I will pray for him. I will have hope. I will believe that God can breakthrough into his life. Amen. And we've got to, we've got to build that culture back into the church. And right now, I believe as I, as I pray, would you mind playing the keyboards if you wouldn't mind? Because I get more prophetic when that happens, I think. <laughs> or pathetic, I don't know, one of the two. <laughs> but we, we need the Holy Spirit. And so the two areas which I've mentioned is, I believe God wants us to stir the church for a heart for the next generation. That's why I deliberately did what I did this morning. Do you know how you stir the heart of a younger generation? Do you know how you stir the heart of a younger generation? By sharing your testimony. 
Your testimony is incredibly powerful. And I'm speaking to you. It's powerful. Never underestimate the power of your testimony. Because what young people want to know is how authentic really is God? How does God work? How does God help me through difficulty? How does God help me to discover His will for my life? He needs older people who say, this is how God's worked for me. He's not telling you to do it their way, but He's telling you the power of the testimony of God in that person's life. And really, when you look at the Bible, the Bible is full of the testimonies of people who've trusted God And it's full of testimonies of people who haven't. And it tells you what happens when you trust God. It tells you what happens when you don't trust Him and what will happen in the world around you. And that's why we need, we need men and women, we need people to share their testimony. This is what God has done in my life. This is how God has helped me. I went through this difficulty and I really struggled, but God helped me. This is my answer to that particular dilemma. And you bring God's scriptures into that and you watch what God will do. You're discovering the power of His Word, helping and strengthening people as they go through the journeys of life. That's why the next generation, that's why you and I have a testimony. We've got something to give. We've got something to share. It says it in Psalm, I think 105 verse 4 it just says you share the goodness of God from one generation to another share the goodness of God my God I declare as a 73 year old man my God is good my God has blessed me my God is with me my God has secured me my God has supported me my God has blessed my children my God is blessing my grandchildren I believe it. I prophesy into it because that's the nature of God. And it's that Holy Spirit, when He mixes into the ingredients of your life, He causes a freshness to come to your heart. And you are able to stand up and say, my God is good when you trust Him. Amen. The third area, which I want to really just allow you to let the Holy Spirit mix in tonight, is for God to use you. The Bible just says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, it says, Stir up the gift of God that is in you, because God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And what we've got to understand is the Spirit of God never, ever, it doesn't mix well with timidity. It doesn't mix well with fear. But yet the enemy wants to impose fear. He wants to intimidate us. He wants to actually, in a way, immobilize us. But when you let the Spirit of God touch you, when you let the Spirit of God come into your life, one of the natures of the Holy Spirit, and this is powerful, and I pray you'll get this. You might need this tonight. It's one of the natures of the Holy Spirit is to pour the love of Christ into our heart. That's what, that's what God does. You read it in Romans chapter 5, verse 5. It just says, God has poured His love into my heart by the Holy Spirit. And so you can stand tonight. You might come up to the front and you might say, I feel fearful. I actually feel frightened. Right now I feel insecure. 
And insecurity is a real issue that everyone faces in life, not just you. Everybody faces insecurity. But what deals with fear and what deals with insecurity is when we say, Holy Spirit, please come and fill my heart with the love of God. Because the love of God, when you know the love of God in your heart, when you know the love of God filling you, it makes you feel secure. It takes away insecurity. It dispels fear. It breaks down the wall of intimidation. It allows you to begin to build a sense of confidence. And I believe the Holy Spirit gave me a word for the church. And as the day's gone on, I believe it's uh, developed even more that God wants to create in this church pathways to triumph. He wants to create pathways. How can we take someone right now who's feeling as though the enemy is working against their life and create a pathway that they can come into a place of victory and triumph where they can grow, they can develop, and they can find maturity in Christ? And I believe that's something that we need to work on because it doesn't happen in one night. But God can create a pathway. But what you need to do tonight is say, Holy Spirit, I open my heart. I ask you to come in and mix into my life the ingredients of my heart. And you might have the desire of Christ. But just come into my life. And right now, fill me with your love. And the love of God makes you secure. Amen? Just secures you. And I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. Right now, I just prophesy into your life that God is going to bring a profound security to you that it has. I can feel it like the wind being knocked around at times. But today I break, and I even break over your life, even a hereditary fear. I break its power. And tonight, can I pray for you? Would you stand? Just lift your hands. What's your name? Olivia. Just lift your hands, Olivia. When I lay hands on you, the Holy Spirit is going to fill your heart. There it is now. Just let God, the power of God, just fill you with His love. Let love just come over you. There it is. Just let it come. Just the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. There it is. There's the anointing right now in Jesus' name. Just touch her. Even over the next 24 hours, let that oil just saturate those areas where the enemy has brought doubt, fear, old discouragements, really sought to rob you. But tonight, the Holy Spirit just comes and touches you, ministers to you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Got that? When you find security, then you find the confidence to stir the gift up that God has in you. Because God has given you all very powerful gifts. They're all different. They're not the same. I think the world would be terrible if there was another me. <laughs> we only need one me. <laughs> Amen. The world only needs one you doesn't need a whole lot of you, just needs one you, just needs one you with a smile on your face, 
and a determination to make a change in the world. You're unique. God's given you a smile. He's given you a laugh. He's given you a tenacity. He's given you a mind that thinks the way it does. He's given you a direction that's crafted by Him. When you begin to move in that and you find the gift that He's given you, you watch how God will move through you. He will do things that are supernatural. You will find your world will be coloured, it'll be vibrant, and you'll look back and say, well, I definitely can't take credit for that because the Holy Spirit really was part of who I am and what God did. And right now I just speak into the heart of every single person in this room. What's your name? Josh, can I pray for you, Josh? Would you mind coming around the front? Just extend your hand towards Josh right now. Hands out of pockets now. <laughs> Amen. You're a good young man, Josh. Just lift your hand. Right now, Holy Spirit, I just pray for Josh. I lay hands upon him. And I just ask you supernaturally to come and minister to Josh's life. I pray that Josh will just know the power of your Holy Spirit even surprising him. Just lift your head. Just come to him. Come Holy Spirit. I can hear a question in your heart, Josh. And it's a good question. But you've prayed it. You've said, where are you, God? You seem so distant. You seem so far away. But tonight God's heard that cry and he's coming to you. He's right now just touching your life. And those things you've cried out to him for to come and answer, I believe even this week, you're going to see the hand of God just touch you. He's going to minister to you. Someone in that church. Just in Jesus' name, just touch him. Just anoint him right now. Let your favor be towards him. Let your hand be upon him. Stand there, just let God touch you. I pray for you. Do you mind? You don't have to. I want to ask before I do, you come. Just stay there, just let God touch you. I'll ask you if you don't want to come to the front, you don't have to. I, but I just want to reach out because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to touch people. There's a real anointing. You feel the anointing? Come on, there's an anointing here. Never underestimate the power of God's anointing. You don't need me to actually pray for you. You can actually let the Holy Spirit just come. Just start to mix into the ingredients of your life right now. Just let the Holy Spirit just touch your life right now. In Jesus' name, we just pray. Would you like to just lift your hand? What's your name? Father, I lay hands on right now. Just release your anointing right now. In Jesus' name. I pray, Father, for just the gift of faith to come on raise life. In Jesus' name, just there's the anointing right now. Got that? You have, haven't you? 
power of God's anointed just coming right over her. And I believe that you're going to be known as a, as a pretty powerful young lady. You're going to be known as a lady who knows how to release faith. When others are discouraged, God is going to give you the words of faith. They're going to build confidence into environments and help people to touch God. And today, in the name of Jesus, I lay hands on you. And I release that gift of faith now in the name of Jesus. I pray there'll come just an enlargement in Jesus' name. Spirit, just the power of your presence. Go with the whiskers. Might I pray for you? Come on. You mind? Okay. What's your name? David. Just touch David. Father, I speak into his very being. In Jesus' name, bring healing. Bring healing, Jesus. Bring healing right now in Jesus' name. You got that, David? Just let God heal you. Let the power of His Spirit heal you. Heal you of discouragement. I believe there's a big lie being sown into your mind. I break its power. And I speak healing in the name of Jesus. And I pray, God, you will replace that lie with truth in Jesus' name. speak right now the power of God's word to transform you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I don't have time. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.